0: 68 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday that we are dropping in your podcast app shortly after midnight because we recorded it Tuesday late afternoon. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Please check us out and even more importantly, engage on social media at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker pod. We are presented by DraftKings. Love those dudes. Love all of you dudes that take advantage of any of our sponsors. Somebody just emailed me a simply safe one. Absolutely love it. You can always see our sponsors and their codes or the direct URL on the sponsor page at rosstucker.com. Also loving all the YouTube comments youtubecom NFL. Love the idea of being able to go ahead and give you guys a cameo style shout out. Those are so fun to do. I love when people hire me to do cameo videos for them. Almost as much as I love Andrew Brandt and The Big Show. The Big Show. He is the host of the Business of Sports podcast. He literally seems to be everywhere all the time. The Business of Sports is amazing. Andrew joins us here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast pretty much every other week. So make sure... You are subscribing to the business of sport so you can get Andrew's take every week because he had a bunch of things last week. Andrew, your topics, I forget, it was like, I might have been Orgeron and Kyrie Irving. I, you know, you were on all the other topics in the other sports that I was curious about, in addition, of course, to the John Gruden stuff, which is where I want to start with you today. Uh, we've had a lot of time now to sort of digest it everything that went down, everything that happened, uh, which I think sometimes is good. Now, Then you had the Jeff Pash emails came out. Then yeah. you had the NFL Friday night telling the AP there aren't any other bad emails. Blank canvas, my friend. Hit me with it.
1: Okay. We haven't talked about it. It's really the NFL operating in a way that things happen for a reason. It's just what, what is the reason and who's behind it. So there's a trove of emails and Just to be clear, Ross, these emails are not from the Washington Football Club investigation into the toxic workplace, the sexual harassment. They're actually from a lawsuit that's a defamation lawsuit that started in, I know it sounds weird, India (laughs) against Daniel Snyder, who found it helpful to bring in as a someone against him, Bruce Allen, the former team president, and the trove of emails allegedly, again, we don't know what to believe, is all between Bruce Allen and everyone else that he communicated with. Seems like a lot of emails for one guy, but that's the deal here. So that's where they're from. So the question I raised last week is still one I have today, which is how does this voluminous trove of emails only, only ensnare John Gruden? Now, again, none of this is to to have in any way say other than his emails were vile, repugnant. That's not debate, okay, That, that they're bad. But why him? Somebody wanted to throw him under the bus. There's the Demore Smith aspect of it, where racist emails towards him come out the day before... He is up for re-election with the NFL player reps, a re-election he won by the minimum number of votes. Maybe one or two of those votes was a empathy vote for what he endured from those emails that came out the night before. And what we've seen is sort of this, okay, who really wanted Demory Smith to keep his job? Who really wanted John Gruden to lose his job? Who wanted to divert this from something else? Probably more about the workplace culture of the Washington team. So that's where my head goes. I don't know who's behind this. I don't know. But it seems like those three purposes were in mind when their leaks happened ten days ago.
2: I saw someone describe it as a hit job, Andrew, that uh, you know, that somebody at the NFL uh, called in a hit and said, we, we want to take out John Gruden. Is that fair?
1: So funny because you say that, Ross, because I've gotten so many tweetbacks and even emails reaching out to me using the word mafia. You know, it just seems to be a word that's being used about the NFL owners that they wanted this to happen. I'm not saying it's from an owner. I mean, I think – you know, it could be an NFL executive, it could be an NFL PA executive, it could be a lawyer that's sitting on all this documentation and decides people need to know about this guy Gruden. You know, so I don't know where it's coming from, but you're talking, you just mentioned what you heard from someone that seems to be a popular sentiment. And the whole thing about the NFL ownership is we sort of feel like they do what they want, right? And they wanted Gruden out. The other part of this, Ross, I don't think Mark Davis wanted Gruden out because, of course, he fired him. Don't believe it's a resignation, of course. And then he was asked in the media about it. And he said, ask the NFL. So it told me that maybe he didn't want him out. But somebody, some force, whether it's ownership, commissioner, league, combination, wanted Gruden out. And... What happened with the Washington football team? Well, that investigation is actually over. They had a $10 million fine and they transferred operations from the owner to his wife, Tanya Snyder. But it just seems like they're skating some on this, even, even with everything going on.
2: Do you think there will be any more fallout, Andrew? I mean, it seems like uh, whatever the emails were that Jeff Pash was involved in that kind of died down pretty quickly. There wasn't nearly the same um, discussion about that. Maybe it's because a lot of people don't even know who Jeff Pash is. Will there be any more fallout in any way about these emails?
1: Yeah, you really hit on something because I I, I think this is where I can bring some value here. The emails between Alan and Jeff Pash, the league's top lawyer, don't really surprise me. They really don't because – this is how the sausage is made. I mean, this is the seamy underbelly of working in the NFL. Every team executive, including me, now I didn't do it in this way, but including me is trying to have good relationships with the league office. And in some ways, I wasn't good at this, be political and have better relationships in the league office than other teams. I think Daniel Snyder hired Bruce Allen, who is a master politician, whose brother was a senator, whose father was the Redskins coach and wanted his political influence in the league with people like Jeff Pash. And those emails show that. So that did not surprise me. Is it seamy? Yes. Is it dirty? A little bit. Is it not something that they want out in the open? Of course. But... That's how the, that's how it's sausage is made in the NFL. It's all these political relationships and every team's trying to get an edge over every other team, not only on the field, but with the powers that be and Pash is certainly a power that be in the NFL.
2: Andrew, what do you think happened with the Sean Taylor Jersey retirement? Because um, at best, the timing is surprising. For a lot of people and disappointing
1: and at worst it's a total diversion at the expense of the Taylor family I don't know about this one I mean I, I'm gonna admit to a little bit of bias here because I've had Jason Wright the new president of the Washington football team on the podcast the business sports podcast found him to be bright and found him to be a light for that team that I think is doing the right thing but it's hard to defend this one um it just came out late. It seemed harried. The photos are embarrassing in front of porta potties, et cetera. Um, so you're right. At best, sort of a uh, bad execution. At worst, trying to divert from this other story at the, you know, what I say, at the expense of the Taylor family.
2: Got it. Um, some other things I wanted to get into with you. Some are NFL related, some aren't. I guess a couple that are NFL-related. T.J. Watt, Andrew, highest-paid defensive player in the NFL. The other night, Sunday night, he was the difference in the outcome of that game with the late sack to knock him out of field goal range. Then he has the strip sack. I I guess I'm curious. I feel like there's only a handful of guys that really make the difference between winning and losing most of the time, and that those are the guys that you pay – Did you look at it that way? Like, did you guys ever talk about that? Like, this is a difference-making player, and we need to pay him whatever to make sure he stays.
1: Yeah, I think you have to look at that. And, you know, I think analytics can apply to to finance as well. I mean, analytics is everywhere, but we didn't call it that. But you look at bang for the buck with payments, and, you know, just think of it in in these terms – running back which is the lowest value position how much paying a running back 10 million a year versus paying a running back two million a year how much pop are you getting in that difference making uh whereas a pass rusher or a left tackle is shut down corner a 15 million a year versus a two million a year is a huge difference huge um so i look at it that way i look at the draft that way ross i think if you're taking a top pick in the draft, it's got to be a premium position. It's got to be quarterback, left tackle, pass rushers, shut down corner, you know, and I, I, to divert, you know, the, I said this about when the Giants pick Saquon Barkley, he'll probably be rookie of the year and it'll be a bad pick, right? Because it's a low value position. And I, some, I feel that way a little bit about what the Atlanta Falcons did this year. Pitts has no margin for error. You take a, Tight end at the fourth pick overall.
2: He better be all pro. Uh, And if he's not, it's a bad pick. Well, we know the quarterback position has tremendous value. I couldn't help but watching those games Sunday, Andrew, and seeing Tua tunga play okay, had a really bad interception, played pretty well other than that, I'd say, though. But the Dolphins lose to the lowly Jags, their fifth straight loss. Then I see Sam Darnold with three more turnovers, as the Panthers lose as well. We've heard all the rumors about the owners for those teams. David Tepper of the Panthers, Stephen Ross of the Dolphins. I even tweeted, Andrew, at Ross Tucker NFL. It felt to me like it was a good day for the Texans in the sense of Deshaun Watson's trade value. As It feels to me like, As soon as the Panthers and the Dolphins decide that the guys they have aren't the guy, that could really help increase the market for the Texans.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was more thinking of next year, especially the Eagles having potentially three picks in the top 10, 12, 15. Uh, But I think what you're referring to is this
2: year, right? This year? Like, I, either this year or at a minimum in the offseason. It's like every time Tua and Darnold play poorly, or Jalen Hurts for that matter, all it does is help the Texans' chances of getting more in a haul for Watson.
1: Yeah, I still think, and maybe I'm too conservative here from my Green Bay roots, but I still th- think it's going to be very hard for an owner to face his public no matter what kind of trade he could get for Deshaun Watson. And from a pure football point of view, probably it'll be a good deal because of the things that that are the problem, right? Um, It's one of those, you know, it's a huge story going into the year, right, Ross? But it just seems like it's the most underreported story of the year that the Texans are a horrifically bad offense and have a wonderful quarterback fully healthy not playing um it just just sort of we just sort of write it off right so um yeah i i mean listen i think 2022 is going to be a, a, the most interesting quarterback year because of aaron Rodgers and deshaun watson and who and maybe russell wilson and may, i just think there's going to be some massive stars uh in different places
2: Lastly, Andrew, a couple other situations that I know you might touch on this week on the business of sports. But Nick Rolovich, the Washington State head football coach, gets fired because there's a, a mandate for state employees in Washington to be vaccinated. He won't do it. And then you've got Ben Simmons on Tuesday getting kicked out of practice and suspended for not participating in a drill We've got some very interesting situations going on here, Andrew, in the business of sports. Um, care to comment on either one or both? What What your thoughts were about these situations?
1: Yeah, the role of it, the vaccine is, is really an issue that I think is fascinating from a business point of view. Uh, Washington State and Washington State University has a mandate for vaccines. Um, and listen, I'm at Villanova. See here. And uh, I'm mandated to vet for vaccine in order to teach there. He had, as I understand it, he got a medical exemption or religious exemption. I'm not sure which, but then it goes to a second tier at Washington State from the president to determine even with that, should he be interacting with all these students? And of course, he interacted with dozens of students every day on the team and they fired him. It came to a reckoning where he would not get vaccinated. They fired him. Now, the interesting part from the business and legal part of sports is they fired him with cause, meaning whatever hundreds of thousands or millions he has left on the contract, according to Washington State, they don't owe it. And you know my saying, there will be lawyers. But this goes to, I think, what's going on in the NFL and NBA with Kyrie, Ross. It's like, do you mandate? NBA and NFL have said, no, we're not mandating. We're making it tough. Are non-vaccinated, but we're not mandating. Colleges, businesses are mandating and coaches are part of that. So I'm not sure how I feel about Rolovich. Uh, he had every chance to get vaccinated and he chose not to. And I think he was well aware of the consequences, but of course there will be lawyers. So on Simmons uh, here in Philly, uh, my, my kids, we're, we're Sixers fans. I, my comment is this, when when Simmons signed a five-year deal two years ago, my boys, my son's like, dad, it's great. We got Simmons. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know I don't know. He seems like a different cat, you know, and here we go. He doesn't want to be here. So now we're in this hold-in situation, right, Ross? We talk about this in the NFL. He's holding in. He's being a pain in the butt. And he's obviously being sent home for the first game. And then it'll continue. But I know a little bit about Daryl Morey, the GM of the Sixers. He's a stubborn sort as well. And I think for Sixers fans, they have to know he's not going to make a bad deal. So even if, you know, Simmons is being a pain, he's not going to make a bad deal. So we'll he'll rate, wait for the right deal. And I, I would think Simmons stays home a while here. Now, if he shows up, you know, they'll take him in if he's part of the team, but You've heard the comments today, Tuesday, where Joel Embiid says, you know, we're not here to babysit. So that's not a good look. But advantage Sixers in that business situation.
2: Check him out on social media, at Andrew Brandt. Sign up for his Sunday newsletter. It's excellent. Read his column. And most importantly, subscribe to the Business of Sports podcast. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. And thank you, Manly Bands. Manly Bands is here to rescue you from an otherwise hellish band buying experience. First of all, October is the number one month for people getting married. So if you don't have your wedding band yet, make sure you go to Manly Bands. Secondly, if you're like me and you just want a second band that you can have and use, maybe it's for special occasions, maybe your first band like mine is beat up from lifting weights, And mine absolutely is. They have all kinds of cool selections of materials. Gold, wood, antler, steel, dinosaur bone, even the meteorites that killed them. Mine is steel. Mine's very similar to my original one. I like it. I don't need one to look a lot different. I just needed one that wasn't beat up. So while there's a 50% chance of your marriage working out, there's a 100% chance that you're going to love your wedding band. To order your Manly Band and get 21% off, plus a free silicone ring, go to manlybands.com slash Ross. That's manlybands.com slash Ross for 21% off. Manly Bands, the best darn rings, period.
3: Duck Steaks. Hey, Ross, well, let's start today. We'll go team by team. We got uh, one, two, three, four, five teams with different injuries, different news. We'll start with the Eagles and Lane Johnson back after missing three games for mental health reasons.
2: Right. Let's hope he's OK. Um, you know, he talked about anxiety, depression. Um, certainly, I, I have had anxiety when I was an NFL player, but not to the level that it was diagnosed Anybody I've ever talked to in those situations, it is completely debilitating. And it must be. Lane Johnson, very physically, mentally tough. Must have been in a very, very bad place to not be able to play for those three games. Glad he's back. Hopefully he's feeling better and can stay that way. Ducks takes.
3: On to the Cleveland Browns, where running back Kareem Hunt and linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa are going to be out at least a month. And let's talk about Baker Mayfield and a second MRI.
2: Right. Now, Baker said that his labrum in his left shoulder is already totally torn. So it's already totally torn. He's going to have to have it operate on after the season. Says he wants to play Thursday night. Says he's going to play Thursday night. What I think is interesting is if he struggles, if he doesn't play well, at what point do the Browns – say, you know what, let's see what Case Keenum, a healthy Case Keenum, can do. I don't know the answer to that, but I find that interesting. Going to be a tough battle for Baker Mayfield Thursday night without Hunt or Chubb or Landry. Ducks
3: takes. Let's go to the Minnesota Vikings, where cornerback Patrick Peterson goes on IR uh, with the Vikings with a hamstring injury.
2: Right, and you know, the reality is, any NFL player can get injured, but there is no question that the older you are, the more likely you are to get injured like Patrick Peterson.
3: Takes. Houston Texans released edge rusher Whitney Merciless. He has been with the team for 10
2: years. That's a long time, man. Kudos to him. That's a long run. He wasn't playing very well. I guess his salary for the year is guaranteed. So if he goes somewhere else, they'll just pay him the minimum, and that will offset some of the money that the Texans owe him. But the Texans decided uh, any money we can get back for this guy is worth it at this point. He's not part of the solution.
3: Ducks takes. Injuries with the Titans include Cam Batson torn ACL like uh, Caleb Farley, and Julio Jones injured his hamstring again.
2: Wow. They are pretty beat up going into that game against the Chiefs. Batson, in a returner is okay. Farley's tough because they have other injuries at that position. Julio Jones, again, another older guy, another older guy that gets hurt a lot, another older guy with a hamstring injury.
3: Ducks takes. And a couple other pieces of news. Uh, Cardinals tight end Zach Ertz. Taking out a full-page ad in the Philadelphia Inquirer. And Titans running back Derrick Henry stayed late after the game on Monday night to sign autographs. Good for him.
2: Yeah, you know, I, we don't talk about stuff like this that often. I love things like this. Absolutely love things like this. Zach Ertz is exactly what you're hoping for when you draft a professional football player on and off the field. Classy through and through. Smart move to take out that full-page ad in the Inquirer. Derrick Henry after all he did the other night, 20 minutes later, in still in his helmet and shoulder pads, comes back out after midnight, sign autographs to the people that are still there. I love stuff like that. You realize, you know, I got text messages from my buddies about the Ertz thing, and then the Henry autograph. Like, you, you are, that's a lifelong memory for someone. The power that you have in those situations when you're a guy like Derrick Henry, it is, it's unfathomable. Speaking of that, by the way, Ronnie Stanley, this just came up while we were doing this, Bri left tackle for the Ravens. He's done for the year. He's gonna go on IR and have ankle surgery, which is a bummer because they got a they got a legit team. They got a team that has a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So it is a bummer that he's not going to be able to be a part of it moving forward, unfortunately. Um, They could use him, but it's probably the right move for him and them since he already got that contract. Speaking of the right moves, overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Let's all win with an email question, right? Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's, here's your, your chance. chance. It's time to ask Ross. Absolutely love the email questions. I love any emails from you guys. Ross at If you want to make sure I read and respond to your question on the show, make sure you take advantage of any of our sponsors that you hear on any of the shows or that you see on the sponsor tab at Ross You get a confirmation from everybody in life these days, forward it to me, Ross at and ask your question. What do
3: you got, right? So the question today comes from Chris Roby. Hey Ross, my question, do you think Derek Carr or Kyler Murray are going to remain one of the top quarterbacks this year? Which one?
2: I think both. I think I've seen enough from both, Chris, that I think they're both MVP candidates. Certainly, Kyler Murray more than Derek Carr, but they're both top 10 quarterbacks right now, maybe even top five. Carr was awesome, Bri, in that game that you were at the other day. I I was really, really impressed with Derek Carr and how he performed. And obviously, Kyler Murray's been fantastic. But let's focus on Derek Carr Because October is fall car care month. You get it? Fall Derek car care month. AutoZone. Absolutely love AutoZone. Here's the key. Make sure you're ready. I'm a big believer in preparation. The separation is in the preparation. Don't be one of those people in life that gets caught unprepared with your car. You got dirty or old wiper blades. You run out of windshield washer fluid. You got to try to find a gas station somewhere, pull over because you can barely see. Your lights are are so dull that you can't see at night that well. No, no, no. You're better than that. We are better than that. Stay safe this fall car care month. Visit your nearest AutoZone or head to AutoZone.com to start your job today. Get in the zone, AutoZone, and We've got some patrons that deserve some love because they are, I think we're done here, members of patreon.com slash RT Media, which means they get all the even money bets. They get all the private Tuckhead Slack channel, but they also get a shout out for their business. Pizza Boy Brewing, delicious. Sport Culture, awesome. Vision Comics for the Next, cool. HumanheadNYC.com, vinyl records. SteakhouseSports.com, very fun. Love them all. Tomorrow we will. No, actually today because we're recording this on a third on a Tuesday afternoon. Joe Dolan, Fantasy Feast. Make sure if you play fantasy football at all, you listen to that show because Joe knows fantasy. I think we're done here.